And this does almost lead into our topic of conversation today. Oh, perfect. Um, I have a new creature that I don't think I find very comforting. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Seagulls. Ah. Okay. Here is why. Okay. Firstly, in writing my book, mm-hmm. um, I've been doing. I was doing quite a bit of research about seagulls because my book is a kind of piratey adventure story. Yeah. Uh, in part. And apparently, old pirate myth said that seagulls contained the souls of sailors who had died at sea. And the noise they make is the sailors crying to return home. So that's just bone chilling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I don't know if it's just because of like the increase in waste or changes in light and wind i don't know Mm. but there are loads of seagulls in london these days like they do not just stay by the sea there are loads oh weird the seagulls in peckham are gangster it is like ghetto seagulls like they do not care they are vicious and savage and i generally think that most of the seagulls in england are becoming more and more savage like they are actually gangsters I saw a seagull, I saw two seagulls and this, and it was in one day as well. I was up really early. I was going to Brighton, yeah. which is by the sea um, for a careers day at a friend's school. So it's about six o'clock and I'm walking through Peckham where I live and I see these two seagulls between them, just like mob a squirrel. They just like mobbed a squirrel in a tree, took that squirrel down, dragged that squirrel what? out of the tree bashed that squirrel against a wall and then like you know had a little chat as they ate it together do you see what i mean like gangster like actual mob shit that's crazy it was crazy and then when i was in brighton which is by the sea and the seagulls there are feral they oh my god they are so rude they have no manners whatsoever i saw two seagulls essentially like dive bomb a woman for her chips (gasps) by yes. the sea yes. like properly like swooped in grabbed a chip and she was like shrieking waving her hands and they just grabbed these chips and they went they are and then i also saw another seagull um having a full-on fisty cuff with a pigeon and the seagull won <laughs> and then the seagull started eating the pigeon no! and it, i'm a hundred percent serious and i'm like is that not cannibalism because you're both birds oh my god also it was savage kind of confirming sorry i mean this is offensive to sailors maybe but maybe confirming that myth because pirates known for being rowdy and kind of disruptive and like i get it absolutely these seagulls are actually like the pirates of peckham yeah actually watching them come in and just like beat up this poor innocent squirrel was honestly yeah yeah that was six in the morning yeah i hadn't had coffee yet i was like it's too early to be seeing this god yeah horrifying absolutely horrifying so seagulls are going on my list and i think they've trumped pigeons because i felt really sorry for that pigeon in brighton i was like that poor pigeon like it it was so like outnumbered (sighs) like the seagull had backup and also the seagull was like twice its size i just felt bad for it yeah it's so rude i have a feeling that the um the, the the parrots that i've talked about around here i have a feeling they're a little bit of bullies yeah i don't think they're not to that level but like the way that they squawk has an aggression to it that i'm like okay i get that you're here like Mm, mm, chill mm. and i've seen them kind of like bully other birds like out of their way and that kind of thing it's like all right yeah fine you live here you're beautiful but like please stop being rude about it 
Yeah, like the beautiful mean girls, like yes. proper Regina George energy. Yes, I think like they're less uh, yeah. of like pirates and more of just like mean girls. Yeah. Which I don't really like oh, either. Yeah. No, me neither. <laughs> and you know, at least kind of with pirates, what you see is what you get, whereas mean girls are so good at pretending <sighs> not to be Exactly, mean. yeah. Even just down to like, oh, some of them used to be domesticated. Like they might be nice. And it's like, they're not. Yeah. Don't trust them. No, no, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, um, welcome to comfort creatures. Yeah. Today we're talking about creatures that are not comforting yes. at all. We can call it uncomfortable creatures or discomfort Dis- creatures. Discomforting, discomforting creatures. Yes. Discomfort creatures. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and we're saying we kind of want this to be a se- semi-regular topic of discussion where we, I think the, the way I want to try and do it is doing a little bit of reading about like creatures that we find discomforting. <laughs> or uncomfortable mm. and like seeing if we can learn about them enough to be like make them slightly less uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and see if it works um and then also absolutely have to do this around halloween because that's that's the time of the year for it is it's the time of discomforting creatures exactly um Isn't it? discomforting disquieting disqu- ooh, discombobulating, discombobulating <laughs> you know <laughs> discombobulate <laughs> these are creatures that just confuse me <laughs> honestly there are a lot of those so <laughs> yeah that's another thing we could talk about there are many yeah confused. blobfish blobfish what is that um we'll have to discuss it at some point platypus <laughs> pretty confusing oh i could I let i love them me too i love them so much i wrote a paper about platypuses in like seventh grade and that's it so really seared into my brain like i still know way too much about them from that one paper <laughs> um but they are like very weird there's nothing yeah they are very weird yeah they um my aunts used to have i told you this i used my aunts used to call me platypus foot because <laughs> i have big flat feet no so mean yeah for real so mean it is mean i there's so many like pl- like things that adults do that seem playful that like to kids that like yeah. scar you where you're like what i didn't honestly my, so me. My acne was kind of was pretty bad for a while, and at one point, my dad called me Pizza Face, and I, <gasps> it, I just never recovered from it. Isn't it mean? That's savage. I know. And like, was trying to do it in a playful That's way, so and I was mean. just like, I'm very clearly very self conscious about this. Like, and like you're just so clearly not laughing. Yeah. So mean, really mean. Kind of, we got to be careful with the the jokes we do to, to kids to kids <laughs> yeah. fragile Just be nice guys i think so often like they will point out a thing that you didn't know to be self-conscious about you know what i mean like if no one called yeah, you like my feet be, yeah why would you ever who cares why was i ever thinking about my feet yeah. like it just wasn't and then and then after that it was a thing that became i noticed yes and then i would sort of say to people like oh yeah my aunt yeah. we platypus foot because I have I have big feet and they go oh my god you do have big long feet yeah, yeah and then it caught on and then there's that thing you have to learn like later in life to be like proud of or something you're like no it's good I like my platypus feet yeah like, I just I, I, I say like I'm a I'm like a Bratz doll with the big feet did you know what I mean like that's yeah. what I used to and I do wear like chunky shoes now all the time as yeah. well. So when I have my big feet and my big Doc Martens, I'm like, I'm a brat star. Yeah, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> okay, so discomforting, not discombobulating today. Yes. 
Um, Alexis, what creature does not comfort you? Scorpions. Yeah, very valid. Yeah, very valid. yeah. Um, and what's funny is that was our my high school mascot was the scorpions. Mm. Um, but I've never liked them. Well, what's yours? Also, we'll, we'll set the stage. Okay, mine are, mine are crane flies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ooh. they're like the daddy long legs with wings. Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Also. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Awful. They yeah. really look. Some people call them like giant mosquitoes, mm-hmm. even though they actually, I mean, we'll talk about this, but they're not, but they look like them and they're yes. just awful. Yes. And <laughs> and I think that we're going to learn a little bit about like locality because obviously I, scorpions, I've never seen a scorpion. Yeah. Um, was that a, fe- a frequent feature, feature of your childhood in Arizona? Um, You'd think they'd be more frequent. Like I have seen them, but like probably only a few times. I know that they are around, but you kind of have to... I remember a friend of mine like got stung a bunch because one got in her house and she I remember uh, it got in her house. She didn't see it. It stung her foot and she kicked and she kicked it up and it stung her leg when she kicked. No. Um, And I think that's kind of the start of where my like also I was like, I don't like these Um, because I I love bugs also. Like I'm not normally. Yeah, you are. You're a bit of a bug girl. I'm a bug girl. But scorpions, I've never really been into. And also they're sneaky. Like, uh, like my friends' accounts of them are often like that one. Or it's like, oh, there was a scorpion in my shoe. And I put on my shoe and it stung me. Because they hide in like dark, damp places. So if they get in your house, they'll... Sneaky. Right. Yes. So... You don't they... belong here. You weren't invited. Yeah. And I don't like that there's no... Like, even like other animals that are dangerous. Like a, like a snake, for instance. I at least it's very clear. It's like, okay, the mouth is the part you have to avoid. That's got the the, the fangs and the poison mm. come from the mouth. Whereas scorpions have so many different ways of hurting you. Do they? Because they have their pinchers, which. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get and then they have their little stingy tail. Yeah. Such a good point. I was literally just thinking of the stingy tail. Yeah. So, like, I just don't. There's no part of them that I have an interest in in, in touching. Um, yeah, totally fair. And like, I'm also not sure. I know that there is like technically a, a safe way to hold them, but it's not as simple as it is with other animals. Like I've learned how to like, I know how to hold a rattlesnake. Um, sure. I just as, from, as one does. <laughs> yeah, as one does. Like there's just a specific way you hold their heads and then like support their body so that they can't bite you. Like not that you should be in this sure. position very often, but it's like. That's a yeah. thing that I've learned. And I just can't figure it out with scorpions. And I don't like that. I don't like that sure. I couldn't. If it was in my house, getting it out of my house would be a whole thing. Yeah. I don't like that. No, fair. Tell us tell us a bit about them. Okay. So, yeah, I did a little bit of research to, to conquer my, I don't want to say phobia, but. Discomfort. discomfort. Um, so some general, general info. Um, scorpions are found on all continents except Antarctica which I thought was interesting. Um, the, they originally, scorpions did not occur naturally in Great Britain, but were accidentally introduced by humans and have now established a population. Um, so they are near you. In Great Britain? Yeah. What? Where? I think just, I mean, probably not in the city, but. It's legitimately horrifying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's so one of those things I was like, that's for those people over there. Yeah. That's not, that's not something I need to worry about. Oh, I'm really unhappy. They're everywhere. 
apparently. I thought they were only like desert. They, they do primarily live in deserts. Um, and I learned that the word for that is a, a, a zircolis, like X-E-R-O-C-O-L-E-S. Um, so that's when an animal primarily lives in a desert. That's what it's called. I do not know how to pronounce that word. Um, um, I guess it'd be a zircol? Zircol? I don't know. What is this word? <laughs> X-E-R-O. Yeah. C-O-L-E-S. Zircolis? C-O-L-E-S. Yeah. Xerocol? Yeah, it could be zero. Zero call, zero call. I don't, because also X's are always like kind of a, a gamble a on how you're going to say it. <laughs> um, so that's a new word that I've learned, but I will probably never use in a sentence ever again because I don't want to. I challenge that. you. I challenge you to use it in. in I have at to. At some point. I'll try. We reach. Okay. At some point before we reach our year anniversary yeah. of this podcast, which is actually Fine. coming up in like a month. Um, yeah, true. You have to try and use the word. I have to, okay, but I have to learn how to pronounce it first. <laughs> okay, fine. fine. <laughs> I gotta do some YouTubing and see if anyone's ever yeah, said yeah. it out loud. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they primarily live in the desert, but they can be found in virtually every terrestrial habitat, including high elevation mountains, caves, and uh, intertidal zones. Mostly not found in tundras. So, if you're living in a tundra, you're probably fine. Um, congrats to you. And they can range in size from 0.3 inches, which is teeny tiny and less scary, to 9 inches, which is too big. Enormous. Yeah, so big. Nearly um, a foot long. Yeah, nearly a foot three, long. Three inches shy of a foot is too big for a bug. Yes. Um, in case you've forgotten what they look like, scorpions have eight legs. And they also have the pinchers up front, like we talked about. And then their segmented tail, which has a evil little stinger on the end does look really evil as it well it is they're you know like especially because there are you know the, the ones i've seen in my life are the, like the brownish ones they look kind of like deserty colors but they're also like those like jet black ones that really look straight out of like i don't know a witch made them yeah um totally <laughs> and never, i don't think i've ever seen the brown ones i'm having a look now. oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's kind of the common, so like in Arizona, there's a really common thing that like they put them in lollipops. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. There's like, it's like a novelty thing, but they will like put a small scorpion in a lollipop. Um, same with like some tequila brands will have a scorpion in the bottle. Like a dead one? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Just in a lollipop? Yeah. That like children eat? Yeah. So what happens? You just suck on the lollipop and then you have a scorpion in your mouth. Yeah. I don't know. I've never, I don't know anyone that's ever actually eaten one, but they sell them all the time. Because I don't know what you do. Like, do you, do you just take it out? Like, I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know how it works. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm so, that's wild to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. God. Yeah. So. They're, they're around. Um, and then also venom-wise, because I think it's interesting, um, scorpion venom serves to kill or paralyze prey rapidly. Um, so the stings of many species are uncomfortable, but only 25 species have venom and that is deadly to humans. And they said only 25 species, but I think that's way more than I 
would have guessed. I was How like, how many species are there in in total? A ton, but still, that's yeah, like twenty five that have venom that is deadly to humans. I was like, that's terrifying. That's yeah, I would have guessed one. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Oh, I don't like those odds. Right? Because mm, mm. if you see a scorpion, I guess you just run, don't you? You don't want to take the risk. And what if it's one of the deadly ones? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't touch them. Uh, apparently, those ones are in the like particularly in the subtropical regions of the Americas. So like North America, the Middle East and India um, and around one point five million scorpion envenomations occur each year with about two thousand six hundred deaths. More than I thought. More than I, right? And Mexico, which is really close to me, is one of the most affected countries um, with the highest biodiversity of scorpions in the world, some 200,000 envenomations per year and at least 300 deaths. 200,000? Yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. They're in your shoes. They're being rude. Um, And yeah, the prevention prevention here is... Um, checking shoes and clothes before putting them on, not walking bare feet or sandals, and filling in holes and cracks where scorpions might nest. Um, crazy. It's actually crazy to me that you don't have to think about that. Oh, yeah. Like, at least not here, but certainly in Arizona, it's just a thing that, you know, especially if you, like, left your shoes outside or something, you would definitely have to check them. Might be a scorpion in there. Yeah, scorpions, also spiders and things. They do love a shoe. Um... Oh my god! I actually can't think of anything worse than putting my foot in a shoe and just that being a scorpion. Right? Like, oh my god! Like, even if the scorpion didn't kill me, the shock and horror would. <laughs> like the sheer, yeah. <laughs> the um, sheer discomfort. Domestic predators of scorpions, and this is maybe a a, a reason to get one of these. Are uh, chickens and turkeys can help reduce risk in a household because they'll just they'll just eat them. And I think that's cool. that's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Because you do it is because you do not think of chickens or turkeys as being particularly like no. metal animals, but it's really metal to eat a scorpion. It's really so. cool. <laughs> um, I love that for them. Yeah, they're just going, and I imagine like sometimes like oh yeah, they get stung a little and they just keep going. They're like Ugh. yeah. Ugh. I guess like they've got their little beaks, so they can just peck, peck. Exactly. They're probably quite like nifty at just like, killing them. Yeah. Yeah, and then just having a little munch. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's nice. That's nice. So, okay. So those are some of the things that I don't like about scorpions. And so in the interest of this podcast, though, I did a little bit more research and I found a thing that I do like about scorpions. Um, okay. Which is that they do a mating dance. Uh, no. <laughs> they do. So the two, the male and the female scorpion... They, you know, they eye, eye each other across the room at the dance, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. They're like, they've been giving each other all, all night. They've been like, oh, I don't know, maybe. It, maybe. Um, and then the DJ puts on that slow song. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so they approach each other. The pair make yeah. contact using their pedipalps, but th- that's their little claws. Um, so they hold okay. hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they perform a dance called the promenade a dukes, or French for a walk for two. In this dance, the male and female move back and forth while facing each other as the male searches for a suitable place to deposit his um, spermatophore, which if you can't figure out what that is, that's fine. Um, (laughs) The courtship ritual can involve several other behaviors, such as um, a 
chelicral kiss in which the male and female grasp each other's mouth parts or an upright tree where the partners elevate their posteriors and rub their tails together. That's so funny. And a sexual stinging. Like, they're a little kinky. They're a little kinky. Yes. <laughs> um, and this dance can last for a few minutes to several hours before they actually make. Wow. So it's like they go to like a... I'm thinking of like Bridgerton. Like when you said promenade, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they're dancing to like a classical version of a Taylor Swift song. Yes. You know, like that's the energy it's giving me. Absolutely. You know? And especially knowing that, yeah, it gets a little weird sometimes. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah they, they did a remix on the song for this one. That's really funny. Yeah, and I did, I was like, okay, well, if I saw two scorpions seemingly dancing, yeah. could get behind that. Pretty cool. Sure. Um, cool. And of course, I did find some mythology because it's always fun. I did notice, though, a lot of the mythology is like, okay, this one is like, a scorpion motif is often woven into um, Turkish carpets for protection from their sting. Or like, it, scorpions are used in folk medicine in South Asia especially as antidotes for their own sting. So I feel like a lot of the reason they're used is to be like, please don't come here. Here's a picture of you. Yeah. Don't go in here. Um, yeah. But I did like, um, of course, we have the Scorpio zodiac sign. Um, of course. And Do you have any Scorpio in your birth chart? I have a lot of Scorpio in my birth chart. Do you? Mm-hmm. Where's, where's the Scorpio so in your I'm, birth chart? I'm Aquarius sun and then I'm yeah. Scorpio moon and Scorpio rising. I'm a Scorpio rising. Are you? That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, um, okay, cool. That is a lot of Scorpio yeah, in your yeah. birth chart. Um, yeah. So sometimes, just knowing that for fun, sometimes I'll like read Scorpio things as well as my normal one because I'm like, I feel like yeah. I have a lot more of this. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> what's your, what's yeah. your moon? Capricorn. Capricorn, Capricorn okay. is my moon. Got it, got it. Yeah. So just like, yeah. Very emotional. <laughs> very ambitious. Will we'll sting when provoked. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like all, all of mine, what it says basically is like, you're very creative and you are very like protective of the underdog. And because of like all yeah. of that, like Scorpio, it's like, oh, you will be mad if someone is mistreated. That's like yeah, so yeah, much yeah. of my <laughs> chart. It's like, yeah. d- oh, don't treat people bad. I get really weird. Aquarians always like my little sister's an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And like they're very much people that will like b- dance to the beat of their own drum. I feel <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's very you as well. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I often like don't want it to make sense. But then it really. <laughs> but that's because you got double school. I know. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm myself. You can't. I can't be in a chart. That's no. such a Scorpio thing to say. <laughs> So maybe the reason you struggle with them, Alexis, is because, you know, you see some of yourself in them. Ugh, that's true. You know, they're holding up a mirror. Ugh. It's that thing where you dislike a trait in a person because it's a trait that you've suppressed in yourself. And you're mm. like, whoa, I, I stopped doing that because I knew it was annoying. Why are you doing it so much? Toad. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so relatable. Right? <laughs> Like, there's nothing more annoying yeah it's the thing that those are the things that annoy you most yeah. about a person like, like come on i like, checked this bad behavior could you please do the exactly. same exactly like did no one tell yeah. you that that's obnoxious yeah um but so anyway the i just this is a pretty brief i didn't go into like the whole thing but in greek mythology artemis or gaia sent a giant scorpion to kill the hunter orion um mm. who was also famously another constellation in the sky um And Orion was very, like, brash and said that he could kill any of the world's uh, animals, like, because he was the greatest hunter. Um, 
And because of that, Orion and the Scorpion both became constellations as enemies and they're placed on opposite sides of the world so that when one rises in the sky, the other sets and they're never too close together because they're like ultimate enemies. I love the mythology that is used to explain science. It's always really fun to me where it's like, oh, that's why that's over there because they're Mm. they hate each other. I love that. Yeah. I just want to see the death of Orion. Is that how he died? She's he's like her lover. And then one of her siblings, I think it might have been Mars, is like, you or Aries. Aries is like, you can't. I bet. Yeah, I bet you can't shoot that far. And then she does and she oh i so there's two it's one of those where there's two versions there's yeah like that which happens a lot i feel like but there's that one and then there's in some versions like she's tricked into killing him somehow isn't she yeah and because uh gaia objected to who uh, orion was sleeping with sent a giant scorpion to kill orion um and in those versions the creature succeeds and after his death uh the goddess has asked zeus to place orion among the constellations so that's fun love that um what did you learn what did you learn about about your crane flies yeah yeah i just i yeah i hate them so much <laughs> <laughs> i really hate them so crane flies mm-hmm. um in the uk we call them daddy long legs a lot of the time and they look like kind of long spiders with wings and they're hideous yeah a crane fly can be any member of the dipteran super family tip I'm going to do it. Tipulodea. <laughs> Tipuloidea. Tipuloidea? That's how I'd say it. With. Yeah. Yeah. Tipuloidea, which contains the living families. Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, Cylindratomidae. Limonidae. Yeah. Pedicidae. Yeah. Yeah. There are quite a lot of eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Tipulodae. Tipulodae? Tipulodae is okay. cute. It sounds like. Yeah. Tipulodae is cute, isn't it? Kind of a. Top of the morning greeting. Yeah, it does. Tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, as well as several extinct families. Um, so they all can look quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are colloquially known as mosquito hawks or skeeter eaters. I've never heard that, but cool. Um, <laughs> even though they don't actually prey on mosquitoes or other insects. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they don't. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, apparently they first appeared during the middle Triassic around 245 million years ago, making them one of the oldest known groups of flies. Wow. So, so they were chomping on dinosaurs. Res- right. Maybe I should put some respect on their name, but <laughs> I don't want to cause they're gross. Um, they're found worldwide. Their individual species have limited ranges. Uh, they are most diverse in the tropics, but are basically quite common everywhere. Mm-hmm. There were over uh, 15 and a half thousand species. So I, I hate them. I've always hated them. There's something about the way that they fly. Um, it's kind of um, clumsy. Mm-hmm. I would say they sort of like hop about clumsily flying. And I find it like quite, I find their movements quite upsetting to watch. I also think that... Um, so when I was at school, for some reason, um, outside the end, so different years had different entrances. Mm-hmm. And when I was in year seven, so it's the first year of secondary school, the entrance we would come in through in the winter would always have like just tons of crane flies around the threshold. Mm-hmm. And I've said before, there's something about creatures on mass. Oh, yeah. That I just find really upsetting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So, and apparently, like, it's really common for crane flies to appear en masse because they're such clumsy flyers, they get picked off by predators really quickly. Oh, my God. So they emerge en masse in the hope that at least some of them will survive, which is just awful, to be honest. It's also interesting because there's a spider here that we call daddy long legs. Yeah, we call a couple of things okay. daddy long legs here as well. Um, just anything hideous with long legs. <laughs> yeah. That's what we give it the name of. Um, crane flies grubs are called leather jackets, mm. which is not as punk as it sounds. It's kind of cool. Uh, they just they just kind of look gross. <laughs> they have like this kind of zombie like thing about them. Mm-hmm. They they seem very hardy and but move like in that zombie like way of sort of stumbling around. Yeah, yeah. And because they're so big, they survive quite often no matter how hard you smack them oh yeah so, you know yeah but i also think and this is where the sort of slightly comforting thing yeah. comes in there is a myth an urban myth that um they're the most venomous animals in the world mm. um but they're not strong enough to administer poison and this is actually untrue oh. so that is actually really reassuring yeah can they um, can they hurt you at all? Or are they, are they no, no? They're completely harmless, and apparently they're quite an important part of the ecosystem. <laughs> so you know, that's how fine. it always goes. Yeah, because they are food for a lot of birds in migration. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, for the birds, uh, we've got a fun circle of life happening. You know, we've got the seagulls taking out the pigeons, and the pigeons taking out the grain flies. That's so. true. Um, I wish. So now, just I need to. Someone needs to take out the seagulls. I'm joking. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, just kidding. But ha, ha. <laughs> um, someone just needs to teach the seagulls some manners. That's all. Yeah, and also you'd think that maybe the seagulls could just focus on the crane flies a little bit more. Right. They don't need to go over the pigeons to go, too. You don't need to go to for your own species or squirrels. Frankly, that's weird. yeah. It's really brutal. What's going on with their like food supply? Also, that they're resorting to this kind of brutality. Like I don't are they know, okay? but like. But, like, there was a period of time where some eels in the Thames in London uh, were testing positive for cocaine because of all of the... No, I'm serious. I know, I know, but, like, of course. Of course, because of the water supply coming from the city because of all the bankers. And then it would get into the Thames and the eels would... Yeah, be... They'd be really... The eels would be just, like, high as kites. That's so funny. But can you imagine how awful... It's so dystopian, the idea of, like... In my head, I imagined like a kind of apocalyptic London and you yeah. have to get, you're, you're in the Thames trying to get through the city and you get attacked by coked up eels. Coked eels. And then like, I'm so sure So I wonder then if the, t- the girls. going into yeah, the seagulls. I'm, I'm like, is other girls getting really aggy because they're also coked up? For sure. And who knows what other drugs so. are, they're getting. Because also they're, uh, uh, yeah. they're getting in the human food too. And exactly. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah. So, um, but both of those, all of those incredibly discomforting <laughs> yeah. and unpleasant i definitely do want to talk about eels in the future because they are cool fascinating and no one they're still such an unknown like no one really knows how they procreate or anything yes. they're a bit baffling yes. yeah i know it's so Love cool it. it's a good like maybe that's the one we'll do for halloween because it is maybe the the <laughs> most mysterious creature we have yeah for sure um do you, okay, so how, do you think it worked at all? Like, did did reading about them ease any of your fear? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that they're harmless. Yeah. 
That's good to know. Yeah, I thought that was nice. So in a way, too. so yeah, it does. So that's nice. But obviously, they just there's something about the way they move. I feel validated that I'm not the because in reading about them, I read lots of people being like, "What is it with the way that they move?" Yeah, they're freaky. And I felt validated that a lot of people feel similarly horrified by their I did stumbly I, clumsy flying. Yeah, I did think that they helped kill mosquitoes, and so I used to be like, "Leave them alone, they're good." And knowing no. that they don't do that bothers me a little bit because i'm like yeah. oh come on like wh- whoever was doing your pr was doing a great job because <laughs> i was leaving you alone because i was like fine yeah. leave it um but i no. do like that knowing that they're not gonna bite me poison you yeah. yeah yeah similar with scorpions i do i like they're interesting like because similarly they're really old also you know they have like yeah. scorpion fossils from forever ago and they're interesting and they have interesting things about them but i really knowing that 25 of the species is deadly doesn't really help my my no we yeah i can understand why you are not comforted now yeah but medium i mean i don't know i don't know it hasn't increased either i would say i'm still good i'm still the same and i like knowing that they dance yes yes the dancing the dancing the dancing really humanizes them it does um, if people have other discomforting creatures that they want to talk about, please send us an email. Send us send us your discomforting yes. creatures. Um, because this is really this was genuinely really fun. I'm Jordan Morris. And I'm Jesse Thorne. On Jordan Jesse Go, we make pure, delightful nonsense. We rope in awesome guests and bring them down to our level. We got stupid with Judy Greer. My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds. Patton Oswalt. Could I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries? Thank you. And Kumail Nanjiani. I've come back with cat toothbrushes, which is impossible to use. Come get stupider with us at MaximumFun.org. Look, your podcast app's already open. Just pull it out. Give Jordan Jesse Go a try. Being smart is hard. Be dumb instead. Oh, Russ. Hey, hey. Oh, I'm glad I found you in line. These clouds are really freaking me out. I hate having to stand in line. And boy, what a line. These giraffes do not smell good. No, they do not. And they have such short necks. But I'm hearing we need to get on this arc. We gotta get on the arc. It is about to rain. God is about to destroy humanity. Hey, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Are you Noah? Yeah, I know we look like humans, but we're actually, (laughs) we're podcasters. (laughs) We are podcasters, so it's different. Have you heard of Ono, Ross, and Carrie? We investigate spirituality, claims of the paranormal, stuff like that. And you have a boat and say the world's going to end, so it seemed like something for us to check out. We would love to be on the boat. We came two by two. What do you think? Ono, Ross, and Carrie, available on MaximumFun.org. So we have a Ready, Pet, Go from Micah about Piper. Ready, Pet, Go. Hello from Nashville. My name is Micah, and I want to talk about my cat, Piper. We adopted Piper in 2018 when she was eight months old, and the story is pretty wild. A friend was visiting, and while we were out together, she happened to see a post from her friend back in Illinois that she needed to rehome a kitten who was getting bullied by other cats in her home. In one picture, I fell in love with Piper. It was Christmas, and I was already planning on driving up to Illinois to visit family over the new year. So on my way back down to Tennessee, I stopped by that friend's house and picked up Piper. The four-hour drive back to Nashville was the most stressful drive I've ever had. (laughs) I did not grow up around cats. I didn't know anything about them. 
She yelled a lot on her carrier and was very anxious, which totally freaked me out. At one point, I took her out of her carrier and put her on my lap while in a parking lot, and she peed all over me and the seat. When we finally got oh home, God. she hid under the bed for two days. I was sure I'd made a huge mistake, but Piper has turned out to be the sweetest, most lovable, affectionate kitty ever. She loves people and greets everyone who comes to the door. She wants to be right in the middle of the action, follows my partner and I around constantly, hates when anyone is in the shower or has a door closed, loves to play and pounce, and sleeps with us every night. She gives the best snuggles while reading under a cozy blanket and what we call sandpaper kisses. She's lived in a few different apartments now and currently enjoys our screened-in porch. She's now five years old and our little love, and I can't imagine our home without her. Cat tax attached. And she's so cute. Piper is like is kind oh, of my dream cat. Really, I, she's so cute. That calico the ginger little face, yeah, yeah. She's got like the perfect little like she's a similar face to Maud's mom, like that perfect little round cat face. But she's like yeah. this gorgeous calico with orange spots around and like these like tabby stripes and white belly. Um, I'm obsessed with Piper, and I fully understand why seeing a photo of this cat you're like i gotta go get her because she's cute so thank you for sending that i love piper if you um need me to cat sit piper i will uh drive out to nashville <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh if you have a ready pet go of course email us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org um you can write them out and we will read them, or you can record them yourself, and we will play them on the show. I love hearing them. They're one of my favorite parts of doing the show. And follow us on Discord. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. I think that's all things. Get involved. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you, see you next week. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.